All right, everybody. Welcome. We're back for another episode of the All Elite Motor Theater Podcast. Obviously, as you can see, we're down a person. My lovely wife is traveling, so she will not be able to make this podcast. So we will not be having Tammy's Notes, which is a feature here. We'll have to catch up with her on that next week, but uh, that's okay. We'll, we'll move on. We'll press on. So uh, let's get into Dark at Dark Elevation real quick. All right, so we'll keep this brief because I know you did your 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 summary of them, and I think that you know that's an awesome job. So if you haven't checked that out, hit the hit the YouTube page and and scope out the uh, the uh, the synopsis and the uh, the I guess you know quick quick analysis of dark and dark elevation. I think it sums it up pretty well. Um, one thing I have to ask, and maybe you know, I don't know, why does Taz hate Bryce so much? <laughs> Did you ever notice that? Yeah, a lot of people. I think I think that's just part of you know he's always in character. So like I think he's always just trying to be Taz. Right. Um, but yeah, you're you're definitely right about that. I it's it's probably something just to to have something to say on commentary. Really, um, I don't think it's anything legit you know what i mean he seems to pick on bryce the most so it's like i'm just wondering like did something happen i can't remember if something happened with another match if he fucking did something to to to, to starks or hobbs or somebody and he's like just hates them no i don't think so i think i think it's just uh it's just Taz know, being Taz. yeah anybody who's not team taz sucks you know so. <laughs> Wow, man. Well, I thought the best match of Dark and Dark Elevation obviously was the Bucks match for me. I thought the Young Bucks, that was really a fun match. It was kind of like, it was kind of like just letting Nick and Matt just go off and getting back to their roots and like kind of like taking the chains off of them and letting them go. What'd you think? That that one was like Young Bucks at their finest. Yeah. Uh, And there was, there was so much good shit in that, in that match. There were so many funny spots and little things that happened. And all the shit with Brandon was hilarious. I just, I love the whole thing. Oh yeah. I mean, it was just, it was, it was like them getting back to their roots. Like what, what a, what a fun thing for like the fans to like be a part of at that time. I thought that that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, you know, that's, that's where like dark elevation and dark are actually really cool. Is sometimes you get these matches that belong on like TV shows and it's, it's gotta be really cool to be in those smaller buildings. Yeah. In certain cases, in other cases, they're not in the smaller places. But I think that one was on Dark, right? Which was that was yeah, yeah, that was in Orlando. So that was that that was um that was just like a little intimate match. So that was really cool. That had to um, be great for. Me. Oh, I would have loved to been able to pull that off. That would have been fun to see. So, um, so the two re- the wrestlers that are not the big names that kind of stood out for me the most, Ashley Dambois. I thought she was great. She, I would like to see her do some more stuff because she really held, holds her own. She's got some, she's a, she's a pro and you can tell she's a pro. Yeah. She's and, great. And then Davari and cash, they seem to be like coming up and I'm hoping to see them on some stuff soon, you know? Maybe, maybe. And we've talked about those guys before uh, over various different episodes. So um, yeah, I, I hope to see them more because they really are really good. 
Oh yeah, no, they are. They killed it. And um, so that's really all I had for dark and dark elevation. Um, obviously you summarize it, so I don't think we really need to do to really go into it any more than that. So yeah, if um, anybody wants to hear your thoughts or opinions about that, they can you can go check out the YouTube channel, check out the videos I did. I'm gonna be doing them every week for the near future. Um, so if you want like full details and the rundown on dark and dark elevation, go to the YouTube channel, check out those videos. Um, uh, they're like five minutes or under usually. So yeah. Um but other than that, you know, we'll touch base here. And if anybody has any suggestions for things maybe we should cover outside of that, um, or, you know, if, if there's something that people want us to cover more of that we're not, or something that maybe we are doing too much of, let us know. Let us know. Yep, we're open to suggestions. So just, yeah, just let us know, man. Let us keep going. So, all right. And then we come into Wednesday night. Wednesday night, man. Okay, so first of all, before we get into anything else, what did you think overall of Wednesday night of Dynamite? I honestly wasn't – I there was a couple things on Wednesday that I dug, but for the most part, it was like kind of a downer. It wasn't a great Wednesday. Um, and, I mean, kind of, I kind of felt the same way about Rampage. Um, I think there was a lot of missed opportunities this week overall on the, on the main shows. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this was a pretty big show, man. We had a change of the belt and everything on this one. So, I mean, too little, too late, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get into the first match. It was, uh, uh, you know, Adam Cole with Red Dragon versus, uh, you know, Hangman Anna Page and the Jurassic Express. First of all, okay, so to start out with this. I thought it was a fun match. It was fun. What it meant for anything, I don't really know. Maybe it was just kind of like they wanted to feature those guys. I think I think Hangman Adam Page is is a is a fucking superhero. When he came in and did some of them, that shit and cleared the ring, that was like epic superhero shit right there. Like I thought I was watching like an episode of some DC. Uh, uh, series or something like that Um, for him to team up with Jurassic Express. I just kind of thought that that was a little strange. Um, Yeah. A little flat too. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I still don't understand why that went down that way. I don't understand why that worked out by the way. I I think maybe they're trying to plan something for the future down the road. Maybe something's going to happen there. Um, Was it entertaining? Of course it was entertaining. Um, did it have any significant in, in the overall elements of of dynamite? I don't think so. I mean, what 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 did you think? So, I think I think this was one of the biggest missed opportunities of the week because um, we've got all this stuff with these outlying characters with Silver and Reynolds in Dark Order and the Bucks kind of what they're doing with the whole well we're not going to do the thing with Hangman blah blah blah. There's so much that they could have done like the options are kind of endless as to how they could have made this match way more fun and made it feel like it was supposed to be something. Um, It just, it was sort of like, okay, here's our top chance getting beat for by people that they've already beat individually. Like they were, they were worse as a team than they are as individuals. So I don't, it it didn't really make sense. I don't think it was great. It was definitely entertaining because we're talking about six amazing performers. Um, oh, yeah. They all got their own kind of shit, their own style and everything. It just, it, it, 
I it didn't do much for me. Hmm. Yeah, I, like yeah, I mean, as far as like the way it fits into all the storylines within AEW, it didn't make sense. Was it a cool match? It was a cool match. I, I thought it was a fun match to watch. But overall, I just like, okay. I mean, let's see what happens here. <laughs> so, so that, yeah. And then after that, we, we had a couple promos before the next match. So we had Keith Lee. He's kind of like stepping up to Hobbs and all that. So we're, we're starting to see this rivalry coming up with, with, uh, with Keith Lee. We'll get back into that on Rampage. Uh, you know, Keith Lee's, you know, definitely – needs they need to pit him against somebody so i think it's I, I, what is your opinion on them taking keith lee and putting him against ftw i think i think that the whole team taz thing right now is kind of it feels very mid card when you're watching it it feels so like it's it's like filler stuff um Hobbs, I think, with Keith Lee, if done right, that feud could be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Ricky Starks having to like anything else to do besides talk about that stupid fake title, um, and and just every week it's the same bull. It's like the same story with a different person that they're picking on, um, and it's month after month after month of this stuff. And where the fuck is Hook? Like he's just doing his own thing right now. He's a, he's not with anybody anymore. Um, they talk about him all the time. Though. So it's, it's, yeah, it feels like very like, okay, well, what are we going to fill the space with, with fucking Ricky Starks this week? And we'll put Hobbs in there. And then, you know, it's like Keith Lee, I, I forget who the last guy was that this was for a month and a half or two months or whatever it was, where it was these two guys and, and somebody they didn't like or whatever. Well, they, I mean, did, they did that with Brian Cage too. Remember that? Remember they did that with Brian Cage. Well, that was after the whole split and everything. Right. Um, and at least there was a reason for that. There was storyline there built in. Um, but with Keith Lee coming in out of nowhere, and then suddenly they give a shit about what he's doing. Like the whole like Rampage is my show thing. Ricky Starks doesn't have that many matches on Rampage that I can remember. So no. I don't understand either. Um, I don't think it's awful. Like it's there's definitely some interesting content there, but I think there's a lot more options and better ways to use all of them. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to see. I mean, I do think that a match between Hobbs and Lee is going to be a good match. Oh, it's going to be fucking amazing. And the question is, are they going to bore everybody to death with the whole idea of it before they get to it? (laughs) That's the key. (laughs) And then we rolled into after that, we got into the. That very ominous Chris Statlander promo, which is now seems like she's ditching the alien gig. We see more of that, you know, in Rampage. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about that, too. I'm glad. I think that 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 was kind of getting played out. But are they going to my question is, are they still going to use it or is she just going? I mean, it seems like every character in AEW now is going dark. It's like, yeah, they're all they're all kind of turning to a little. I, I wouldn't even necessarily say dark. I just say a little more uh, rough around the edges, maybe. Right. Um, like, yes, it's it, for some reason, everybody starts wearing black uh, when they have these characters. Um, but I don't I don't necessarily think that it's supposed to be that way. I think just visually, it's like, okay, we have to add this element so that people understand something's happening in case the psychological elements of it aren't enough. 
Um, and with Statlander, you know, I love Stat anyway. So I think I think it'll be cool to give her a spotlight in a different direction. Because, I mean, the, the whole alien gimmick and shit, is, it's not working. It's not over. It's not like it was on the indies for her. Um, from the beginning, when she came into AEW with this character, it was way worse and more hokey. And they've kind of slowly been bleeding all that shit out. And so now that she's really kind of letting go of that, I think, I mean, that's what they're alluding to, but you never know. Um, people sometimes go through these things and then they'll drop a storyline and they're right back to normal. So I hope it sticks. I hope that it turns out cool. Um, and I'd like to see her in some more serious uh, storylines of competition rather than the silly kind of, like she's she's been locked into this thing with Hirsch and Velvet and uh, that whole situation for I don't know how long now. And it's like, it's always, it's, it's like a very catty storyline. Like the girls are fighting. Like it's, it's very like dumbed down to me. Um, and I think there could be a lot more meaningful shit happening with those stories. So I want to see all that end and have her move on and do some cool stuff with some people like, you know, Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb and, and Jamie Hayter. That's like, that feud could work really well without all the other dumb shit. Um, so yeah. Yeah, hopefully it's for the best. Yeah, I mean, I hope so too. I mean, I think that they're they've been wasting her for a very long time, just kind of like what you said. They've been wasting her because she's super strong. She's super good at what she does, and you know, I mean, it's kind of. I feel like they do that to Jamie Hader too. She's got to walk around with Britt Baker all the time, and she doesn't wrestle enough. Now very soon also. Say that again? I think that's going to come to an end real soon now, too. I think so, too. I, you know, once, once the belt gets changed and, and all that stuff, now that we've had a changing of the belt, I mean, I, I think that. But is it is it going to be Hater becomes stronger allies with Baker, or does Hater be like, all right, I'm done with this chick? You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see. I guess we'll have to see. I guess we'll have to see. So then we get into Mox Danielson versus Chuck Taylor and Wheeler Yuta. Now, this was fucking brutal. This was, dude, but every one of these matches, you know, once Danielson gets in that ring and Mox gets in that ring, these fuckers are going to be in pain. I mean, yeah. it's like, so it was brutal. But I'm going to say this. Chucky e. T held his own, man. He was he was doing well against them, and so was Wheeler Yuta. They they held in there, man. They took a they took a fucking shellacking like men. I mean, they took a hell of a beat. Um, and and I think for both of them, this may have been like a, a the best level we've seen both of them at in a while. Especially Yuta. Yuta particularly stood out for me. Um, because I'm, I'm never really that entertained by him. And this match, it just felt very um, big. It was like a big fight kind of vibe. Um, yeah, I dug it. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool. I thought it was it was like Yuta, like Yuta and Taylor, like, we got to prove ourselves, man. Like, we can hang with these dudes. You know, we're just not going to get run over by it. And I think they did a good job of selling that. And yeah. so I really, like, this is probably one of my favorite matches. Like, pretty close to my favorite match this week you know between all the all the shows because yeah. you know they, just, they took beatings well they 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 made it look plausible that there's a possibility to beat him 
They have that element that Utah might join with with Mox and 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 Danielson and get into that group, which he's kind of been getting ostracized by the best friends, especially with Trent in there. I mean, if you watch BTE like we do, you'll see that you know he had the piece of poop on his. He goes, "That's you, Utah. You're a piece of poop on his on his fucking on his knee pad and shit like that." So. It's like, I mean, obviously they're, they sound like they're setting it up for that, which would be very cool, man. But my yeah. question is this, is Yuta nasty enough to hang with these dudes? So, okay. Um, first of all, this whole gimmick, I think, is really already working. Um, I think the whole thing is great. The, the, the idea that you've got Brian Danielson and John Moxley, and they're they're being like glued together with William Regal, you know, and it's it's this thing where they're going out to see who's up to snuff, basically, right? Like if anybody needs to get tested, this is the program for them. Um, and I think, you know, this whole thing of are they can they handle it? Are they good enough? Are they on that level? Nobody's going to be on their level but it's going to be the people that can get through their best and, and make it out of the match walking and still talking. You know what I'm saying? Like those are the people that are going to be recognized as being up to snuff. Um, so I think it's particularly again for you to, in this case, I think he very much proved himself to the audience and obviously in kayfabe to these guys as well. Um, now they wouldn't be putting the spotlight on these guys if they didn't think they already had juice. So, uh, I think the slap from William Regal, William Regal said it all uh, when he got that that remarkably respected slap. Uh, I, I mean, he damn near knocked the dude's head off. He and, did. Uh, and Yuta was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you could see it, like, in his face. He probably, the lights went out for a second. Um, he, saw, he definitely saw stars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that means you passed the test. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's um, I think he proved himself big time. Oh yeah, I think so, and I think it's cool. I think it's cool that the way they're running this plot line. I like this plot line. It's like let's see who these, let's see who the toughest of the tough is in AEW, and if you're tough enough, then you can get in there, and we'll make you better. And I think that yeah. that they're going to create a wrecking machine in AEW that's going to be a, a whole shitload of fun that's going to rip through everybody else. And I'm, I'm, I'm psyched about this plot line and I, I can't wait to see who they incorporate in, uh, into the, this, this, this group here that they got going of just tough bastards. Yeah. And I, I also think it's particularly interesting that we've got this cream of the crop professional wrestler gimmick running along with also the FTR stuff and what they're doing right now is kind of in that same line. But we were running this in tandem with the new Jericho gimmick and his crew and the whole sports entertainer thing. We're doing both at the same time. I think it's really, really cool. And I think this is all going to end up being part of a huger story later on. I agree with you. I was just about to mention that. I was just about to say, hey, now that we're throwing in Jericho, who is like sports center. Now, we'll get to that. I have, I got a couple questions about that, but we'll get to that when we get to that. So, so there's a two, there was two promos before we get into the commencement and then we'll get into the commencement. But yeah, I mean, I was just about to say 
that seems like it automatically pits them against one another, right? I mean, automatically. So, so then we have, after that, we had uh, FTR had the promo. They're basically hinting at a new manager. And then the Bucks step in. And so what did you think of this little promo here? This seems like it's... This whole thing with the Bucks and FTR, they've, they've been, they had a social media feud for years. Um, and it's been on BTE a bunch of times. And there's this whole thing with them. So anytime the four of them are like doing anything, it's, it's extremely entertaining to me. Um, I really, really think that there's a strong chance Bret Hart's coming in. Um, I think it's going to be amazing when he does, because now you're adding another layer of this very serious professional wrestler stuff to the company. Um, with FTR, they've always pushed like real tag team wrestling, uh, you know, no flippy shit and just beating the shit out of people. Um, and Bret Hart's a great, a great person to, to come in and kind of elevate that gimmick and make it seem more legit. Um, Rather than wondering, okay, are these guys just fucking around all the time? Because it is is they're so serious that sometimes it seems like a joke. Um, and uh, you know, to have the Bucks in any part of that, I'm I'm all for it. I can't wait to see where all this goes. Yeah, it's it, we'll be on the lookout for it. It's it looks like it's. I like FTR. I I think. Um, like I said, man, they're great wrestlers. They're, they're just not as shiny as the other ones. And they're not as, you know what I mean? That's really what it comes down to, you know? There's no gimmick. It's just two guys that love wrestling, yeah. uh, which is, you know, that's, that's perfect for Bret Hart. So yeah. fingers crossed, we get to see the excellence of execution pretty soon. There you go. And then we went into the acclaimed promo versus Lee. Uh, and then Hobbs and Stark step in and says, hey, man, you know, everybody's taking over this stuff. This is our night. This is our thing. We got to prove ourselves. We talked about it a little earlier. Um, I don't know if you want to keep talking about it anymore. It's really up to you. But it's kind of goofy. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, we can. We don't discuss it anymore. We already have. We've really <laughs> talked about it. All right, so we're done with that. And then after that, we get into the Jericho commencement, which was funny. And now, now, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. It's the sports entertainer. Now, is that, I'm not as 100% familiar. Is that a bad word in the wrestling community? Or how is this fitting in? Like, what am I missing so, here? So the reason this is a big deal is uh, that's Vince's thing, right? They're not, they're not a wrestling company. They are sports entertainment. Ah. Um, and that's been what he's differentiated himself as for a few decades now. Uh, we're not in the wrestling business. This is sports entertainment. That's why it went from, you know, anything related to wrestling and their name and everything. It just became WWE. Um, so the fact that Jericho knows that whole game and that is what he like, that's his bread and butter. Like his, his main chunk of the business came from, yes, a little bit of WCW, but mainly in the 90s, the Attitude Era, through WWE, uh, he was sports entertainment, like, top level. Um, so he gets the vibe and he gets the gimmick. And I think for all the fans to know that, that we look to AEW as that alternative, a different thing, it's better because it's real wrestling, it's not bullshit. Um, for Jericho to pick that and say, well, I'm a sports entertainer. You know, he's, he's kind of like telling everybody, 
you're a bunch of idiots and I don't care if you want professional wrestling because what I do is way better anyhow. Um, so yeah, uh, and and he knows that that the AEW fans don't want that from this company. Um, so to use the words alone was like a big f you to everybody. I thought it was so funny, man. Um, I love, I love it. Well, I I mean I love the fact that he looks like he's trying out for Faster Pussycat. With his outfit on. I mean, he's going total glam. I mean, what's going on? What happened here, man? He's missing like a couple of bandanas, and that's about it, right? I mean, he's, yeah, he's going full dickhead. It's so red. (laughs) And then he's got like 2.0, which is now not 2.0. It's it's Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Right, right, but they don't have a tag team name anymore, I guess. Right, right. Because he didn't give them a name. Maybe they're just going to be the sports entertainers. I don't know. So I think Jesus Christ, we just finally figured out what their names were. (laughs) Now we're going to have to learn something new. I'm never going to remember this. (laughs) Is that like his real name? Maybe. Yeah. It's probably partially real. Same with, uh, what's the other guy now? Angelo? Angelo Parker. Like, Tammy couldn't remember him to begin with. Now, with another name change, it's going to be even worse. (laughs) We're just going to have to stick with Squarehead and other guy. Squarehead and other guy. That's hilarious. Uh, but, But, yeah, man. So, looking forward, I think he is a good element. I mean... Now I'm starting to see it. Like now I'm starting to see how the the Jericho heel is going to be like really pissing everybody off and getting everybody fired up. So he's going to do everything he can that makes him cringy and annoying and shitty and just you're you're not going to want to like him anymore, but you're still going to love it because he's so good at it. Um I'm telling you man, Jericho is like He's up there with the greatest heels of all time, for sure, because he's so fucking unlikable when he wants to be. <laughs> and then after that, we had the promo with Deeb and Hikaru Shida. I think we need some cl- closure to this, man. I've said it enough already. Like, we, I'm done with this. Let's do something else. You know, and then, you know, I was talking to Tammy and Tammy had a good point. It's like, well, you know, she has to come back after beating on her knee and, and hurting her knee and putting her out for a couple of weeks. So I can see why they're coming around on that again and closing that up. But I really, really, truly hope this is the last time. And then that we take these two very talented ladies wrestlers and put them into other situations that make the plot line better. As far away from each other as possible. too. I, absolutely. And then the big match, well, one of the bigger matches was Sky versus Wardlow. And who called it last week? MJF came in and lost the belt for Wardlow. I said MJF was going to come in and screw it up because I didn't think they were going to take it away from Sky that quickly. Yeah, there was no other way they could have done this and had this match. Um, You can't take the title off of Scorp already. No, you can't have Wardlow lose clean. And this whole storyline with these guys is not done. So, yeah, I think this was a little bit predictable, honestly. It was predictable. I mean, it was very predictable. We, we kind of saw it coming. It was like, you know, you still had that little bit of an element like, 
Wardlow's on a roll. This is going to be it. He's going to be the champ. But, you know, that still never closed, closed the issue between him, Spears, between him and Spears and him and MJF. So that never closed it. So for them to come out and ruin the match for Wardlow, obviously, you know, that was that was the only way they could do it. And now I think they're going to push this to a pay-per-view to where MJF and Wardlow are going to be on the pay-per-view. And this is going to be that final battle between the two of them. Yeah, I think this might be MJF's next big story is going to be this thing building with him and Wardlow. How we get there, I don't know. Um, I don't know what kind of matches we'll see in between that, but Wardlow needs to stay active and stay on everybody's minds because there's a lot of big guys in the company right now that could take that spot very easily. Um, but yeah, I think you're definitely right. I think this is building to like a, a big blowout. So then let me ask you this. Who takes that belt off of Sky? Who do you think? Um, well, I mean, we've got a lot of, you know, there's a lot of talent right now that's involved in other stuff. And there's a lot of talent that's not being used enough. So it all depends on if they're going to go the direction of somebody who's kind of in the, in the background right now, or if they're going to go with somebody who's already involved in something else. Um, honestly, I think it's, it's a great position for Adam Cole to be put in right now. Um, I, think, I think it's a good way to get a title on him. So he's not just this person that keeps losing everything. Uh, and it's the title that won't hurt him when they do take it off. Um, whereas if he gets the world title belt right now, he's going to have one run with it and then probably have to be done for a good long while and out of that picture because there's so many people that are in line for that belt. Um, so I think it's a good way to keep Adam Cole fresh, keep him on TV, make him more important, give him you know a title. He's a champion now. Um, and if, if it's not somebody like that, that it's going to have to be, you know, your Jay Lethal's or um, somebody that's in the background that's really, really good and can elevate that belt a little bit. Yeah, nice. So then we rolled into the Hardys versus Private Party. This, I think the Hardys, they're a little. I mean, I, I I'm glad to see him back. I'm glad to see him wrestle. It was a little stiff. I mean. Oh. What's your opinion, man? It's it's a bit messy. Um, I'm I'm super disappointed in this uh, this whole thing so far. Um, I was disappointed with Jeff's debut. I was disappointed with what they had going on last week. Um, I'm not seeing the Hardys that we should be seeing, and it's it's making me question like, did they miss like their prime run outside of the big company? Like, they may have jumped back there a little too soon. Because they could have, you know, they had this great run in a couple other companies and on the indies before they went back over there. And now that they're both finally out, I don't know that they can still go like they used to. They this, match, like, this match should have been fucking epic. Yeah. And Jeff Hardy did a fucking frog splash from the second rope. Like, it wasn't even, it didn't even look cool. Like, I, this is not what I thought we were going to get up. Well, I, I think he, I think he had to do that frog splash because I think what's his name was in too tight on the too tight on the ropes. I think he just kind of positioned himself the wrong way, and Hardy was like, "I'm going to fuck myself up if I if I do this, and I'm going to miss him completely. So I better like improv this." 
Well, that's actually, I think that's going to be a big issue moving forward, especially for Jeff, because of all his top rope moves. AEW has a much smaller ring uh, than, you know, WWE does. I don't know if it's much smaller, but it's definitely smaller. You can tell from corner to corner, point to point. It's just there's not enough square footage there for him to be able to pull some of this super crazy stuff off. Um, And I think he's going to try. But that's why I think we're seeing some of these second rope jumps and things like that so that it's it's not as like it's not going to be as big of a crazy accident if something goes wrong. Um, I don't know, though, man. It's not looking good right now. No, I don't think it is. But I think that I I think that they will get their they'll get their sync. I just don't think they're synced up, man. I mean, it's like you know when you're jamming in a band, sometimes you're not you're not on point with it. You need to you right. need to practice a little bit and kind of like play a few gigs, and then you start getting into it. You know what I mean? It's like I, I really kind of think that that's what it is, man. I don't think the Hardys have wrestled together for, you know, it's been, it's been three, two or three years. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's been a while. They both they both look like they've had some some injuries that you know still kind of like nag at them a little bit when they wrestle. You can see that. I mean, they're older guys. I don't know how old they are, but they've been they've been doing this forever, man. They, it takes a toll on you. So, um, but I, I, I wouldn't worry too much. I think down the road, they're going to get their sink and they're going to have some, some good matches um, once they get uh, some more reps in the ring. I think they just need some reps in the ring. And then they need to figure out how they're going to do things with one another. They probably have talked about it, had to rush through it because the debut and get things going. I think once they settle in, we're going to see the hardest. I mean, we'll see them. They're not going to be like they were when they were 10 years, 15 years ago. It's just not going to happen. It just doesn't happen that way. And they're, you get old, you get your shit beat up, man. It's just sometimes things don't work right anymore, man. So that's just the way it goes. But I, I think that, I think the next couple matches they're going to, you'll see. And I like the fact that they're, that they're teaming up with Darby and Sting. I, what do you think? Do you like that? Or are you not into that? I think I think that's a a logical direction to go right now, um, and I think we're going to see a feud between those two teams probably not too long after they finish up what's happening right now, um, and I think it's going to make for a good match. Uh, a Darby and Sting versus the Hardy match just sounds good, and it, it probably will will draw a lot of ratings. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes because right now it's all kind of it's like they're feeling each other out. Um, but I think I think there's a good story there, and I think there's some entertaining stuff that, that can be done with those four guys. Um, yeah, but, you know, again, we're talking about Sting, whatever age he is now. I don't even like saying it out loud. The Hardys are, like you said, you know, as you get older, stuff is harder. It's, you know, it's, it's just how it is. Um, and it's no disrespect to them at all whatsoever. It's just maybe – maybe don't make it seem like it's this big thing where it's the Hardys that we know, like, let's give them, let's give them a fresh look. Let's, let's not go with this. It's 1997 thing. Cause it's not, and it's not, it's not looking right right now. It just makes them look like washed up. Um, yeah. I, I don't like the whole thing for them, how it's going just because of, it just makes them look bad and they're not bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I hope Sting and Darby, I hope this whole thing with the four of them works out to something good for now, and then I want to see them do something together. 
Well, that's going to be cool because we got next week they're doing the tornado match and it's going to be the it's going to be the eight man tornado Texas tornado match. Let's see how that works out, man. Maybe working with Darby and Sting is going to be like they're going to be a little bit more in sync and and uh, and ready to go. But I just think I just think they're banging off the rust, man. I think they're getting the rust off. I think you got to give them a minute, man. We're you know. When you get old, man, we're like old cars, man. We got to warm up a little bit before we can really start rolling. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. <laughs> so, but I've not lost faith. I think I think it's going to be good. But I, I I can guarantee that people are just kind of like, whoa, this isn't the Hardys like that we expected. So, but okay, that's all right, man. I think I think it'll get going. And if if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We'll definitely we'll definitely check that out and and, and talk about it later. So. And then, all right, so then after that Hardy's match, we had uh, Red Velvet did a promo. She did a pretty good job on that promo. She wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. I mean, better than, than like, Statlander and Hirsch. And, I mean, that was those were terrible, those, those promos. Oh, God. So then after, after that, you know, we got the, the, the cage match. Thunder Rosa was hurt, man. You could definitely tell. was more like even even from the very second she came out on the ramp, like she just didn't have that normal like I I don't know what, whether it's a lack of speed or a lack of what I I don't know what it is, but she just wasn't moving the same as she normally does. And then as soon as we you know closed that cage up and we got to action, it was clear, like very clear that she was in pain doing a lot of the stuff she was doing. And I think some of that showed. Um, I think it made for an already overdrawn angle uh, to 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 feel a little less uh, important. I always say this: it's less important, less important. I don't know how else to describe it, but it just, like I said before, it's too little, too late. Um, Rosa should have had this thing uh, a couple of their matches ago. This is a feud that's gone on for well over. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm glad that they finally switched it up because Britt needed a break. But now I'm worried about Thunder Rose. If she was hurt going into this one, she'd definitely be hurt coming out of it. Uh, where does that put her? Well, that puts her that puts her on a break for a while. And I think that they're going to like – they need to give her a break because she tried to pull a move. She tried to do a powerbomb, and she fell to her knee. And that was obvious that she was not healthy at all. And you could tell she was just not healthy. And yeah. that, and so I think they got to put her, they got to put her out for a couple weeks to like get healed up and like then plot what the next thing is. Maybe do some building with some other matches of, of someone like, like, uh, I'll give you an example. Let's say Serena Deeb's going to just like mow through four or five opponents and then go for that shot. And Thunder Rosa stays on the sidelines until then. You know what I mean? So, but they're going to have to do something because she was, I mean, this match would have been better if she was healthy. Yeah, it would have been better if they hadn't had so many other brutal matches leading up to this like yeah. she's put her body through hell a whole bunch of times to get here and she shouldn't have had to like she clearly should have won the last time they were they, they had a match she should have won the time before that when they had the damn match 
it's it's way way too much to ask of someone to get beat up that many fucking times to get a title they should have already had. Right. Um, I yeah, and that's the thing though. Yes, she's gonna have to take a break, but they just put the fucking strap on it. Like you just got the belt, and now you're not gonna be able to wrestle for a couple weeks because you definitely need to heal up. Maybe I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Maybe she's not as hurt as she looked, but damn, she looked like she was struggling through this thing just to get to the end. Oh, yeah. And I don't think for somebody that was in that position already needed to have another title match to get the title. And on top of that, in a fucking cage with a bunch of thumbtacks and crazy bullshit and all of these things. I mean, she pulled it off, though, you know. She she did, but I don't think the cage was I don't think the cage was significant because I don't think that Thunder Rosa was healthy enough to pull off the moves that she could have pulled off on the cage. Like if you watch the, I mean, obviously the Lucha Brothers match versus the Bucks, they were climbing all over the cage, flying off of that cage, and making that a part of the match. The cage wasn't a part of the match. The only thing right. it really did was gave them an excuse to have Britt's head cut open. So she rubbed right. her face on it. And that was it. The, the cage right. wasn't, the cage was a non-factor. So I, I think that they had to change it up last minute. I think it kind of um, fell short because they were trying to make it part of you know, her homecoming and winning in front of her crowd and winning in front of her fans. I think it was poor planning, to be perfectly honest with you. That's my opinion. Uh, am I glad that she has the belt? I'm absolutely thrilled that she has the belt. How she won it was, was lackluster, but she's got it now. So hopefully they can course correct and we got better matches coming down the road for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I hope this thing with Britt isn't, like, the next program for her. Like, I hope it's not a whole, well, I get my rematch and all that shit, because we've seen the rematches repeatedly. Like, this should be the end of this feud for a while. And if they don't do that, both of these characters are going to suffer for it. Right. And I think I, I think a good plot line, well, a fun plot line would be for, for Britt to be like, you know what, I'm done with Thunder Rosa, I'm going after Jade. You know what I mean? And go straight after Jade wow. and be like, I won that other belt. That's fine. I'm going to get this one now. And then once I get this one, I'm going to go back at Thunder Rosa and take both of them. Like, yeah. I think that would be fun. So, hope, you know, hopefully they kind of push at that angle of anything. So. Yeah, because for me, it's, it's basically the whole Sheeta Deep thing. Like, we need to separate these two and bring in this other huge roster of women wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, to get into these title pictures and to do some other stuff and then bring them back together after we've forgotten how long and drawn out this was, you know? Yeah, I mean, because they don't do this with the with the men. When, what match do they, have they done that with? I can't really even think of someone that's been repeatedly going over and over again, aside from on Dark when they had the Chaos Project do Dark Order twice in a 24-hour yeah. period. But, I mean, that's just silly. You know, who else Who else down the road has been going back and forth on this? Not really. So, the Kenny Omega Moxley feud, arguably, was way too long and way too drawn out. Right. Um, and maybe even this angle, uh, because they, they dragged Kingston into that whole thing, too, for a while. Like, that was a really long 
let's get out of this thing. And then it had a big fizzled ending with the, the death match where the lame explosions happen and stuff. It almost has that same kind of, we waited too long and now this isn't good anymore. Right. Um, so yeah, that's the only other example I can think of that's been this obnoxious and long besides Sheeta and Deep. Yeah, and and so that now they're doing it twice if they keep doing it with Brit and Thunder. I mean, it's just like, don't do it. You know, it's like, stop. So yeah, they've, well, got to get into this and, and they've got so many people on the roster now. Like, there's no reason to rehash them. No, they they could put so many combos together that would be very exciting evenings for all of the ladies wrestling, period. So, I mean, hopefully. Yeah. Ho- ho- there's a ton of performers I haven't seen Rosa with yet. Yeah. Um, so I want to see all those matches before I have to see her in break. There you go. Perfect. So then we jump into Rampage, and we got Butcher versus Darby. <laughs> they were- Friday night run-in. So Friday night what? Friday night run-in, not Rampage. Almost every single segment on this show had a run-in of some kind. The only one I think that didn't was nope, nope. I think I think everything, every match that was on this card had somebody do a run. Yeah. Literally the entire night it was just run-ins after run-ins run-ins. after run Run-ins after run-ins, yeah. I mean it was just kind of like, it was like the night of set, setting up plot lines is really kind of how it felt. Uh, but was that a good match? I thought it was a good match, man. I thought that was fun. I mean, that there that was pretty brutal. I mean, Darby's always like a fucking maniac, man. Well, that thing was crazy, dude. And Butcher's a fucking monster, man. That guy's he needs some serious fucking business in that ring, which is crazy because you know the background he comes from. Like yeah. it's so weird that you go super hard in the rock scene for so long. And then when you finally stop doing that for real, like suddenly he elevated his game in the ring so much. And he's leaned out now and he looks fucking like super ready to kill someone. Um, I, I really like this match. Yeah, no, it was fun. I mean, it was like, it reminded me like of a, of a Moxley and match type of match or a Danielson type of match. It was just totally brutal. I mean, they didn't seem like they were holding back at all. Butch was bleeding at the end. His hand was cut open, threw him into the stairs. Uh, and I mean, just so many cool moves that they did. So that was, it was super fun. And then of course, this obviously sets up that match, you know, with, um, you know, with the Hardys and Darby and all that. And with the AFO, which is going to be cool, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Our first segment of run-ins for the night, we had AFO come out. And then the Hardys came out for the save, which was the reverse of what happened on Dynamite. So, and I think last week it was kind of the same stuff happening. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I think this match would have been fine just with Darby and Bush doing their thing and then calling it a day after that. Yeah. I don't think we need drama at the end. Hey, but anyway, we got a little bonus out of it too, so that yeah. should be pretty cool. <laughs> When, when he just picked him up and threw him into the gate on the outside, man, I was like, holy shit, man. It's just brutal. But, yeah, man, it, it was cool. I was like, whoa, man, what a way to start Rampage, man. That's really cool, man. Yeah, Darby uh, ate the barricade, didn't he? Yeah, he did a couple times. So then after that, we had the Scorpio Sky. He said everybody's got excuses. 
And then you had Paige Van Sant says she's got the looks, she knows how to fight, and she's got the money. I know you don't like Paige, but we'll have to see how her in-ring skills are when it comes to that and where she's going to fit in with everything. Um, you I, know, think- I will say for a super early promo for her, this wasn't terrible. It fits her character, and it goes along with everybody saying you don't belong here. Yeah. So I respect it. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, I think she's going to surprise us, to be perfectly honest with you. She's, yeah, I, give, I, I think, let's, 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 let me, let's mark this down. And, and I think she's going to, I think she's probably going to do a couple matches against Jade. And she's, she's strong, man, for a little thing. She's very strong for a little thing. So she's going to be fun. Well, to maybe, maybe I haven't explained this the right way. The only reason I don't think, she belongs there is because there's so many people that were already there. Um, if they can teach her how to wrestle even half decent and, and put on some decent, like five minutes or less matches, she's going to draw money. She's going to be a big fucking star. Yeah. It's just, that there's a lot of people that have already been waiting in the wings. You know, that's the only thing. Um, so far though, she's, she's, she's looking like she's going to be very successful. here. So, Hats off to her, I guess. I don't know. I still, I still would rather see a whole bunch of other people in this in this spotlight right now. Well, there might be some other people that take her down. You know what I mean? So that might be cool. Maybe the fact that they're bringing in a, a legit like star from another sport is going to elevate other talent. Maybe some of her competition is going to get elevated by being in a ring with her because she's going to draw all these eyes and everything. So maybe there's going to be a good side to it. I hope that's the case. I hope it's not just her coming in and shitting on everybody that's been around a while. There you go. Ah. And then we got into the legit versus velvet match. What did you think of this? What did you think of this match? So the match itself was pretty cool. Um, I'm a little tired of this whole Layla Hurst, red velvet, all this stuff that's been going on. Like I said earlier, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even remember how long this has been a thing now. Um, and we've had various different versions of who's fighting who and who's mad at who. I love Statlander's walkout on this one. Yeah. Um, I thought this, the whole, the whole thing, it just, it showed a different side of her. She has another, like this kind of, it, I'd hate to say dark because it's not, she just seems a lot more badass here. Um, and I think that with doing that, Velvet looks good in this match, I think. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I think Layla Hirsch has come a long way. Um, and I think that doing a feud with her and Statlander now might actually be okay. Um, if they do it correctly and they can keep the stupid promos out of the way and just have these two go out and have a, like a hell of a fight, like a 10-minute match, I think it could work really well. There's so many things they can do to screw this up right now, though. I will say this. I will say this. After watching that match, I really liked the way Red Velvet countered all of legit's moves i thought that that was really cool like i was getting cold on velvet for a while because i was like i don't know she's kind of got her little moves and she's like she was a little awkward on stuff this match she was very in sync with uh, layla hirsch she did a lot of good counter moves that i thought were really cool and it kind of like you know it kind of like got me fired up about Red Velvet again to be like, okay, she's she's really good. She's starting to use 
uh, more techniques and, and more thought to to like countering every move. So, yeah, I, you know, it, I think it'll be cool, man. And I really, man, they've got to get a tag team division in in, in the women's matches because I think that that would really like highlight all of the things that they're trying to do. So hopefully that they they do that, you know, because there's there's a lot of like ladies that are teaming up that really it's like, what are they, why tag when there's no goal, goal to it? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Right. And that's, that's part of the reason I think the bunny Penelope Ford thing didn't last longer than it did. Um, there's not really a, a title picture for them to go with that. Same with Ty Conti and Anna Jay. Um, and, and the list does go on of, of these teams that have been kind of thrown together and then, some of them do really well. Some of them maybe not so much, but they definitely do need like a second set of tag belts if they're not going to let the women compete for the main ones. Yeah, I agree because man, it's like it, it just kind of like throws the whole uh, that whole death match with Anna Jay and Ty Conti between the Bunny and Penelope right out the window. And now we haven't seen Penelope since then. She's basically disappeared at this point. She's disappeared, and she's one of the better, if not top five in the in the whole division. And it's like, yeah. it it's not making sense to what the way that they're doing this or what they're trying to do. And I don't know. I, I haven't heard that Penelope's been hurt. I haven't heard that, you know, I've seen the bunny. We've seen the bunny with Emmy Sakura on Dark. We've seen her on Elevation. I mean, but now we see no Penelope, and they were a team, and they had one of the best matches that night, I mean, and I'm so I'm kind of just kind of confused of what they're trying to do here. So, well, I think I think this is a side effect of having this many people on the roster. You've only got so much TV time, um, and and really, this is it. Also goes to what I was talking about about Paige Van Zant. Like, there's so many people that are getting swept under the rug right now as it is, um, and I think a lot of people are just they don't have a story that they fit into right now so where do they go they can't do anything they're gonna sit and sit in the back i guess you know um that's why I'm, I'm hoping that this whole ring of honor thing and all that supposedly there's still gonna be a weekly show they're still gonna run the super card of honor soon so yeah i i don't know man i i really want to see more people getting more stuff on tv because we're it's again we're rehashing so many stories over and over and over and there's all this other talent that's great that's not being used. Yep. I agree. 100%. Well, we will see how, they, how they're going to work Ring of Honor and where they're going to, like, I think, you know, he's trying. There's going to be some stuff with the Ring of Honor coming on pretty soon, right? I mean, there's they're, they're having well, some the, stuff in there. The Supercard of Honor is, I forget what week it is, but it's going to run the same night as uh, Dynamite. And... Tony, I, I guess everybody thought he was going to pull it and maybe put it somewhere else during the week or something. He's like, no, it'll just run, you know, same time. Okay, cool. Just going up against yourself, that's different, I guess. Either, he <laughs> either he's not planning on doing a great dynamite that week or he doesn't give a shit if people watch what's happening on that Ring of Honor Supercard. It's one or the other. Yep. So then after that, we got into QT's promo. Um, I, I was super confused by this. Maybe you could shed some light on this for me. <laughs> Confuse the shit out of me too. I guess. I guess Hook is getting uh, a certificate. Is that is that the thing? Yes, some accolades. <laughs> a certificate of accomplishment is the way QT put it. 
yeah, for for beating him, I guess. And because I guess, you know, I don't know if it's kayfabe or if it's legit that he trained him. Um, I'm not sure how that really worked, but yeah, <laughs> I, whatever. Yep. We'll see what happens. And then I we get. It's probably going to be where he gets him to come out and hooks like, what, what am I, what is this? What is this stupid? And then I guess maybe somebody's going to do like a, an attack. Then team has will get involved. Maybe, maybe that's what they're doing. I can't see any other way to go. This like that. What? The, it's weird, man. <laughs> it's very weird. So only time, only time will tell on that one. So, and then we got into the house of black versus bear country and fuego del sol. Now, before we get into this, I was like, this is weird. Yep. And then I watched yep. it. I watched it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I the same. Exact same. When I found out, I was like, they're doing what? what? Yeah. Why? What what the hell is why? Uh because you know, we're we're slapping bear country into this thing for no reason all of a sudden with House of Black. And then you're going to give him a third partner, and it's going to be Fuego, also not involved in their story at all thus far. Uh, but this was a really cool match. Yeah, it was. It was fun, man. Also, I mean, shocked. Yeah. Well, the cool, the cool part was the really cool part was when Brody flies out of the ring, Malachi flies out of the ring, and then Buddy pins Fuego. That ending was sick. That was totally sick, man. I was like, oh, that's the shit right there. <laughs> like, I really want to know, like, whose idea this was. Um, right. It almost seems like maybe one of the guys in House of Black was like, hey, we think these guys are awesome. Let us have a match with them or something. Because yeah. what, what person in the back in their right mind would have said, oh, we'll, we'll put them together. Like, that. There has to be a reason for this somewhere. I don't know what it was, but it made sense and it worked really well. If they do these weird matches and stuff, they have to be good. So thank goodness this was awesome. It was. It was. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was, it was really fun. And I think, you know, I think that Bear Country has probably wrestled Brody and Malachi over in like uh, PWG and over oh, yeah. out in California. So they were probably very familiar with them. They're big dudes, so they match up real well with them. Uh, and then Fuego's like this high flyer, which was kind of really, uh, it was kind of like the wild card in it, which was kind of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he it almost felt like a backup plan, like something they were going to do wasn't able to happen. It almost felt like they were like, oh, okay, well, let's let's put Bear Country and Fuego in there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and it, man. I'm Fuego kicked ass in this one. I think he was really good in this. He did. He was great in it, and the crowd was loving him. They were. He they, was like, you would have thought he was a big star. Yeah. No, they loved him, man. So I mean, I thought it was. Hey, you know, there's some things you know you can't question until you actually watch it and see how they're going to do it. You you can be sitting there like, really? And then when it happens, you're like, oh, oh shit, that was cool. That was fun. I liked it. That was a cool match, man. I gotta say, I was pleasantly surprised because I thought this was going to be a time-wasting shit show. But it it was was so good. It wasn't. It was fun. And everybody did a great job, man. It was fun. And then after that, we had the the, this this Penta Oscuro 
I mean, and Alex. Oh God! <sighs> Why? He's never not going to be Spirit Halloween to me from now on. Like he's, I'm always going to think that every time that he's on TV. Even if this whole thing goes away, I'm still going to remember him as being the Spirit Halloween guy. I just can't take it seriously, man. I mean, yeah. the, the Lucha Brothers were so tight, man. It was so cool. And now I we need Ray back. We need Ray Phoenix back. We need to get rid of this stupid shit. And yeah. in my opinion, I think it's junk. I mean, I think they're trying to be hardcore, and they're just not pulling it off. There's, there's so many good things right now going on in AEW that, that makes this look even worse, I think, too, because there's so many things that are – you know, people are turning and this is happening and so-and-so is getting more mean and this one's getting evil and this one's a badass now. And then, and then what the fuck happened here? Like, is it a, is it a cultural misunderstanding? Like, are we missing something? Are they missing something? I don't understand what the missing piece is, but it is coming off really, really hokey. Yeah, and let me tell you what if I compare it to. So they're constantly putting the death triangle versus the House of Black, right? So it's almost like you have the special effects makeup that is motion picture quality, right? That is on a high level, that is a blockbuster film. And then you've got the motion picture of a bad B movie that some of my shitty songs are on, right? Right. That's that's what it feels like. And like it's like Night of the Living Dead on a $2 budget over here with Oscuro and and Alex Abrahantes and then you've got a Marvel movie with right. the House of Black. That's the yeah. way it feels. Right. <laughs> right. Like I don't who is who is who is who's putting these together and going, yeah, that doesn't make that look bad at all. We have, we, this is perfect right here. This thing is horrible. Let's put them close to each other so people can really tell how we can do something really well and we can also do something that is just not going to work right. ever. <laughs> like, I feel bad, too, because Penta's so badass. Oh. And like this, this Penta Obscuro thing could work without the stupid part right like the, forget the styrofoam tombstones forget the dumb graveyard vignettes forget alex and this fucking two dollar vampire hood he's wearing with his you know fucking party city makeup kit get that out of there put him back to normal because he there's no reason for him to do that this is not the 80s Paul Bearer is the only one that was ever able, able to pull this kind of thing off and make it okay. Uh, this is never going to work, ever. No. Ever. No. Not in this company where everything is super real and very, um, very, very well done. You know what I mean? It's, it's exactly what you're right. saying, where it's like big, high budget, beautiful perfection versus a scary episode of Sesame Street. Like, what the fuck, man? I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how they're letting this happen and nobody's saying, "Hey, this kind of sucks. We should probably switch this up a little bit." Right, and it, it and it wouldn't, it wouldn't look so bad if the Death Triangle was feuding with somebody else. Mm -hmm. But you're feuding with the House of Black, who've got their shit soaked together, 
have their intros so tight, have all of their outfits so cool that it's just all of their promo packages are amazing. All their vignettes are amazing. Everything they're doing is gold. It's gold. And then you're putting it against something that's just so mediocre that it's, it's, it's embarrassing. I, I, it's, I don't know. I mean, like, is just not trying to hurt people's feelings or something? So right. they're like, ah, I just need to do it for a few more weeks. It'll work itself out. Right. Like, just fucking stop it. It's bad. Uh, anyway, let's move on from that. So then we get to the match, the final match of the evening, which is Caster versus Keith Lee. Uh, you go ahead, man. What did you think? Well, I mean, I'm not going to be mad about a Keith Lee match. Uh, Keith Lee's awesome. Caster got ragdolled here a little bit. And this wasn't a squash. I mean, it wasn't too far from it, but it wasn't like a straight up and down squash. I don't – I didn't hate it, um, but I don't know that I have a lot of good things to say about it. Well, obviously, you know, this sets up more of the feud with – it sounds like the acclaim is going to have, yeah, yeah. And we've got Swerve coming in and teaming up with Lee, which is really cool. I think that's cool. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I would love to see them take take that fake belt from Hobbs and, and Starks and then just burn it in the middle of the ring, which would be. Yeah, I would like to see anybody do that. Anyone. Right. I don't care who it is. Somebody needs to get that thing and destroy it so it cannot be on TV. Exactly. So obviously this is setting up for the future matches. The match itself was pretty cool, man. I always like, I mean, watching Keith Lee wrestles just, it's, it's amazing to me that he could do those, those, those leapfrogs over the top of people with so much, <laughs> with all the mass that this man has. I mean, the physics alone shouldn't allow this to happen. <laughs> it's, it's really like it, it messes with you when you watch it. Like, how is he doing this stuff? Uh, like it, it really, it defies gravity. It does. It's just, it's beyond me. And so what do you think of the pairing between Lee and Swerve? Has this ever happened before? Is this a new thing to AEW? Is this like, I mean. I mean, um, obviously um, they've been around each other quite a bit in their mm-hmm. previous company. Uh, I can't recall a time when I've seen the two of them paired up. I can't really remember if I've ever seen the two of them against each other as opponents, but I will say this, the, the idea of these two potentially being a team against somebody like Ricky Starks or Will Hobbs, that's a perfect matchup. Um, even putting these guys just against the acclaimed would be really cool. Um, there's a lot of stuff that could happen with this, with this pairing, and there's a lot of stuff that could happen for both of them individually. Um, but man, I'm so tired of that FTW bullshit. Yeah. I mean, the FTW thing does make it a little bit anticlimactic yeah. to say the it least. Kind of, it brings the, it brings the, 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 the gravitas out of it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it kind of just deflates the whole picture. Yeah, absolutely. But fun, fun to watch that those two being paired up together, Lee and and uh, Swerve. I'm looking forward to that because it seems like they're very, very different. And yeah, and, and so I'm really curious to see how they team together and how they work together. And I think uh, 
Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some matches in the future of that. So, but yeah, I think I think there's a lot of cool stuff that could go that could happen from that. Um, sure. Whether they do it as a one-time thing or a multiple-time thing, or maybe they're just buddies, you know, so that one of them's always around. Um, I, I think it's cool. Uh, yeah, I just I really hope that we don't keep doing this thing. <coughs> excuse me, where we're um, kind of kind of making some of these people that should be big stars not seem that important. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, I mean, this Wednesday should be, you know, looks like it's going to be fun. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll look forward to that moving forward. And that's I am hopeful for this week coming up that it'll be a little bit less uh, rebuilding almost. I felt mm-hmm. like this week was a lot of let's reboot some of these stories. Let's kick off some new ones. Let's wipe out some old stuff. I don't think they wiped out enough yet. I don't think they've built enough new stuff yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping this week we'll get a little bit further along the line here and, and maybe get to some new and exciting programs. All right. In the immortal words of Uncle Baby Billy, praise be to he. And we will see you all next week. Peace. Later, folks.